It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. Another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Talking District 1 and 2 athletics and activities week in, week out in this great state called Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined today by Cousin Eddie. What's going on, Cousin Eddie? Not much. Just uh, living the dream, Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a beaut, Clark. She's a beaut. Uh, yeah, cousin Eddie, uh, aka Ryan Skaggs, uh, at an Idaho game night on Twitter. And speaking of, we are we are podcasting live on the IdahoSports.com Twitter account, as well as our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. We're going live. Something we're trying out here. So if you are hanging out with us live. Uh, and you want to ask us a question, throw in a comment, talk about Ryan's ridiculous looking hat, you can do so. Uh, throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen. Also, while you're hanging out watching, if you could uh, hit that like button and then share this when we're all finished up, that'll help everybody who didn't tune in live find it a little bit easier. Uh, and of course, you can always listen to this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. This thing is stinking warm, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think the bit is over. You could take the hat off if you wanted to. You <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was a little much. <laughs> yeah, carrot top, you are not the prop yeah. comic. Okay. Uh so Let's dive right into it, Ryan. Uh, a big passion of yours, of course, is wrestling. And of course, last night we did have our Idaho Matt Chat Prep Cast. It's our standalone wrestling only podcast we do live every Tuesday night at 8 uh, p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, you can uh, go back and watch the replay of that or listen to it uh, by subscribing to the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on your favorite podcast catcher. Um, but we we had a lot of good North Idaho talk last night on the Matt Chat Prepcast. Before we dive into that really quickly, shots fired from our East Idaho Prepcaster, Sean Kane. Your hair looks like a 6 out of 10, Ryan. Man, I will, I'll take that to my, my barber, man. He's going to be insulted by that one. <laughs> yeah you know you never want to make it's the barber not here sean no i'm just kidding um <laughs> not bad for almost 40 <laughs> <laughs> that's almost a dig at me i mean that's no know. Uh, no you're you're an innocent bystander i won't target you <laughs> yeah sean says uh time of giving yes tis the season no doubt okay let's talk north idaho wrestling tri-state happened last week at north idaho college uh, this is one of the coolest events of the year. It's at the old Christensen gym. They pack the place. It's top-notch competition. Post Falls ends up taking uh, third overall in the competition. Mm -hmm. uh, they finish eight points behind Bishop Kelly, which came up with nine wrestler skags, and they got the most out of their wrestlers. Post Falls, Ryder Seguin leaves with an injury. Had he been able to finish his match, you know, Post Falls maybe could take second. Yeah, uh, that was the big storyline there, but a good showing from the Trojans. No, I mean, and I think a good showing in general from North Idaho. I mean, Tri-State's a great litmus test, and I think it says more to the individual with the tournament just because the level of competition is so insane at that tournament. Um, it says more about the individual than the necessary team at that event particularly just because I know that team scores matter once you get to state, but you look at uh, the who's who of wrestling that was there. I mean, you've got teams like Ording from Washington, Lake Stevens from Washington, uh, Mead from over in Spokane. Uh, you got team Bishop Kelly coming up for that one. And and just the level of quality that, that shows up at that event is absolutely, you don't see it all the time in high school wrestling uh, week in and week out. And to see some of the results, I mean, you got guys like Cole McLamtag from Priest, Priest River with a top four finish. You know, you've got Lakeland kids with a couple top four finishes. Um, Lewiston's got some guys that were, you know, in the semis and, and battling through and end up taking third place. You know, so there's some individual efforts that, you know, winning a tri-state title, I equate, I mean, competition-wise, that's like winning state. I mean, you're wrestling the state champs from, you know, Idaho, Washington, Montana, Oregon. And uh, to get a tri-state title, I mean, that's like a feather in the cap on your season. I think you roll through the rest of the year pretty confident coming out of the one. Seth Martin from Post Falls looked awesome um, in, in the tournament, and he came away, obviously, with a championship. Um, I'm looking at that Post Falls team, and they're loaded for bear. I mean, yeah, Ryder Seguin was out, but um, I think for the rest of the year, that team's, that team's going to be loaded. 
they're dangerous at 5A. Um, they're going to make some noise, and I think we're going to see, you know, as you approach River City duels, whether you get the team aspect thrown in, um, you'll get to see more head-to-head stuff as we head towards Raleigh Lane. Um, there's, you know, some big tournaments coming up here in Idaho that are going to be uh, North Idaho Rumble as well, being one of them with a huge lineup this year. So it'll be really interesting to see how things shake up. Raleigh Lane's kind of the next big event, though, on the schedule for a lot of these teams statewide. Um, where we're going to see, you know, finally some post falls kids go head to head, toe to toe with like Meridian, um, some of the East Idaho schools that have been on the up and up as well. So it'll be, yeah. I mean, I know we talked a lot about it at length in the match chat last night, but uh, just to throw my my two cents in there and my horrible hat in the ring, uh, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Uh, yeah, it just, I mean, I was impressed by the kids in North Idaho this weekend. It, I mean, that was a great showing. Yep. Uh, Two other big stories from North Idaho Wrestling. The second annual Andrew Beck Memorial Duels were held. Um, Of course, uh, Andrew Beck, the great pioneer for women's wrestling in the state of Idaho, gone way too soon. Uh, It's always an emotional tournament. Clearwater Valley got all the way to the finals and and lost to Tri-Valley by only three points. I was very impressed with the Rams wrestling program. Well, we know the Rams have been good the last few years and you know the Myers guys that have been coming through and there's a whole slew of them and I mean that that team is you know for a for a small school in Idaho you got a pretty hefty lineup and you've seen them and Potlatch historically has had good kids come through as well and you throw in the Prairies and Grangevilles and Highland's been a, a youth program that's been getting on the lift and um you know you look at some of the other guys I mean I kind of missed with Tri-State but like you know, you got guys like Trey Gibson from St. Mary's um, had himself a whale of a tournament too. So if you're looking at like two a wrestling for going towards state, I mean, there's some some who's who out there in some of these smaller schools. There's dudes that'll step toe to toe with anyone. It's Clearwater Valley is one of those teams. They've got you know four or five guys that'll step toe to toe with the bigger schools for sure. So Clearwater Valley takes second. Grangeville was fifth. Lapboy was sixth. Orofino took eighth. Skaggs they had one wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, <laughs> car- carrying the torch for Orofino. That's yeah, great. You're able to get a podium finish. You get yourself some team points there. And, yep. you know, it, it matters for your for your school. And that's crazy to see the Orofino with one wrestler. You know, that's a, a school that's just been historically such a strong wrestling school um, to go through the, the growing pains that they're going through. Kind of kind of stinks for the Maniacs because that's a, a historically been a really, really strong program. Yeah. And, and Lapway took sixth. That wrestling yeah. program is getting built up. We're obviously yeah. going to talk about Lapway a lot in basketball here coming up, but yeah, it's cool to see too. It's cool to see. I mean, rising, you know, the rising tides lift all boats, I think, as far as athletics go. And, um, you know, wrestling is one of those sports that, you know, you look at it on the girls' side too, and the, the growth on the girls' side is going to help on the boys and vice versa. Um, and you're seeing that with like some of the quality that's coming on North Idaho on the girls side of wrestling as well. I mean, you know, they've had down the road in Moscow and you've got girls up here in North Idaho, at Coeur d'Alene and at Bonners Ferry. Um, there's, you know, the growth, you know, that's for the match at we're kind of turning it into here. But, um, you know, it's something that you see that that's helping the small schools grow. And I mean, I'm all for it. Like that's an opportunity, any chance that you get for a kid to to get themselves better uh male or female it doesn't matter like you know give them that opportunity and, and let them run with it and i think that we're seeing that um at the smaller schools lapways you know stepping up with a program that's great to see i mean that's just great for the sport yeah you talked about the bonners ferry girls uh lakeland hosted a girls tournament over the weekend bonners ferry went and cleaned up they won by uh i think it was 80 or 90 points which is yeah. awesome to see one more bonners ferry note before we move on uh in girls basketball skags uh, Asia Abubakari recently crossed the 1000 point threshold for her career. So way to go Asia. And I think in the same week, Asher Williams hit a thousand points in the career as well. So a cool little yes. one, two punch there for the Badgers. Yeah. They've got it going on up there in Bonner's Ferry. It's the Christian yeah. Wiener effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we've no, got that's, our- a, that's a big deal for the Badgers and to see them, you know, have some success after, you know, the the I don't want to say doldrums, but last year getting that state runner up finish and uh, coming back with a with a lineup that can make another threatening run this year is is big for for that team and the girls team. Just the the quality of athletes they've had coming through the school. I mean, it says a testament to the to the coaching that they've got in that community. 
Yeah, of course, Christian Wiener is a great writer for us at IdahoSports.com. He lives in Bonners Ferry, helps coach the boys' basketball team. He and his wife coached the cross-country team together this past year. So, yeah, I think we found our title, the Christian Wiener effect. He's going to love seeing his name in the title. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But good things happening at Bonners Ferry. Good things happening in basketball across the landscape, Ryan. Let's, uh, let's go girls' basketball first and then boys' basketball second. We'll kind of recap all of the holiday hoops action that took place and then get you caught up on what's coming up ahead. I think we have to start in girls basketball with Coeur d'Alene going down to the Tarkanian classic in Las Vegas on the girls side. And they find themselves smack dab in the semifinals today against Rigby, an old familiar face from Idaho. This is the matchup we wanted, right? It's in the semifinals winner. will move on to the championship. Kind of cool that they're playing it in Las Vegas too. It's cool they're playing in Vegas at the same time. It's like, man, you could have saved yourself some money and just played that one, you know, at a neutral site somewhere in the state of Idaho and probably not to pay for the flights. But uh, no, a, a great, a great tournament and a great showing for both programs. I mean, to give you know the East region some love as well. I mean, like, there's that's a that's a, a region in the state athletically that um, is on an upswing. I know that rugby's been been looking better. You got teams like Madison that could be you know, difficult to handle this year as well. And so there's some other teams in East Idaho that could give fits come state tournament time. Uh, but Coeur d'Alene, yeah, to make it to the semis, I like that lineup. They're starting to, to um, gel a little bit more, I guess you could say. They they were – you're looking at the individual pieces at the start of the season, you're like, man, this could be a great team. But, you know, they hadn't really figured out how to play the team ball necessarily yet. And now they're starting to figure it out and you're seeing – uh, the distribution numbers, you know, tick up and they don't necessarily need 28 from Tegan Coleman night after night. You know, she can distribute and she passes more than um, sufficiently. And she's a she's a great distributor. But I think that part of the game is really growing for her. Um, but she, she can take over a game, too. And that's the other part about, you know, that team that they're going to get better as the season goes on. But yeah, Coeur d'Alene playing Rigby in the, in the semis today. That's a big deal. And uh, for a very competitive tournament, kind of interesting to see so many Idaho teams end up in that one bracket. Um, but, you know, you do what you, you can do and just go win that tournament and win the dang thing. So Coeur d'Alene in their opener defeated Democracy Prep Nevada. Dude, these Nevada schools, these just sound like made-up schools. We were talking on the East Idaho Prep cast. More. <laughs> Rigby, seriously, Rig, yeah. Rigby, Rigby beat something called Basic Academy, and, and now you have Democracy <laughs> Prep. I, I just... Okay. The South Harmon Institute of Technology coming up next. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. These sound like made up places, but Coeur d'Alene did beat Democracy Prep Nevada 57 to 40. They won against Bingham, Utah yesterday, 63 51. The winner of this game will play a team from Utah in the championship tomorrow at the Tarkanian Classic, either West High from Salt Lake City uh, or Ridgeline, which is also a very good team from Utah. So um, good luck to the Lady Vikes as they take on Rigby today, uh, 4 05 p.m. Pacific time at the Tarkanian Classic. Uh, down in Las Vegas. Um, other holiday hoops action from the past week. Skags, we've got to talk about. We're going to go from 5A all the way to 1AD2 now with Kendrick, where the Tigers went up to the Sitka Holiday Shootout in Alaska. What a cool once-in-a-lifetime trip. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of the competition, I don't know. They beat Chugiak. Uh, these are all Alaska schools. They beat Chugiak 56-20. to 20. Sitka, the host school, 59-21. Petersburg in in their final game 45 to 2. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I know I the depth of my knowledge of high school sports stops with Alaska. Um so <laughs> what, I'm, what I may know about the state of Washington, I know absolutely nothing about Alaska basketball. Kendra could have played out of their minds and beat some really good teams or they could have played some really bad ones, but um, I still have yet to hear back about them bringing back some fresh seafood for me. So that was the main thing that I was worried about, about their trip up to Alaska. Um, <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, though, like that Kendrick team is, you know, we'll talk about it as we go on with the, we'll do our power rankings, but you know, that's a team to keep an eye on. I mean, can we see a double dip maybe in the one AD two classification this year where you could see boys and girls teams, you know, maybe get a double dip on a state title. That's a team to keep an eye on. That Kendrick team is loaded. They were good last year. They're good this year. Um, they can make a run for sure. Yeah, Kendrick now is 12-1. and one. Their loan loss came to Kamii in overtime. 
and or no, excuse me, they beat Kamiya in overtime and then they yeah. lost the rematch 57-39. They just beat Prairie last night's gags, a really good prairie team. Yeah. 56 to 35. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like I said, Kendrick's a team to keep an eye on in 1AD2. They're playing, you know, kind of that hybrid schedule. They're going to get a matchup against Grangeville, I think, coming up after New Year. Um, that's going to be a big one to keep an eye on. That'll tell you exactly how good they're going to be if they're taking on the Bulldogs. That Grangeville team is super good, too. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be some great matchups coming up the next couple of weeks here in North Idaho. Major League, uh, Ron Ireland's got the Tigers rocking and rolling again. Haley Taylor, uh, Harley Heimgartner. They've got Ruby Stewart back. She was a freshman on that varsity team that got all the way to the championship three years ago. And so, you know, they're they're they've got the pieces in place to sure. make another deep run potentially. And of course, we're always looking to the matchups with Deary, right? They beat Deary right before they left for Alaska by a single point. 36 yep. to 35. The rematch with Deary will come all the way at the end of January, January 25th. Can't wait for that rematch. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great, great game. And, you know, that Deary team is one to keep an eye on, too. Um, they, they've had a tough early season schedule. Um, but that that league, I mean, I think that prepares you pretty well for the state tournament. How seeding shake up, shakes out, you know, that's the, the always the concern now with um, how things kind of get turned out with rankings and all that fun stuff. But um, I don't want to, you know, put the horse before the cart, but you kind of look at those two teams getting the bids to state uh, right now, just based upon competition going. So, uh, but there, there's a whole lot of basketball between now and then. Yep, for sure. Okay, let's talk about uh, we'll, let's let's break down your North Idaho nine, and then we'll kind of preview what's coming up on the holiday slate for the girls' uh, side of things in basketball. Skags, we'll throw your. North Idaho nine up on the screen. We'll have it go across the bottom line here, like the ESPN ticker. But for uh, those of you that are listening uh, to the podcast audio version of this, go ahead and break down your North Idaho nine in girls hoops, Ryan. Yeah. So number one, got Lake city. Obviously they, they have proven, I think so far early on, they are um, probably the marquee team in North Idaho, at least as far as a complete team. I don't, you know, you talk about Coeur d'Alene still being in the mix. There's a lot to happen there between those two teams, and they still haven't faced one another. And uh, we're going to have, you know, the the, the the rivalry games coming up this winter. They're going to be good ones. Um, Sandpoint is a team I look at. They haven't been at full strength for the last two weeks, and they've still been able – they had a tough loss, obviously, to Lake City. Uh, but they've been able to – they pulled up, I think, they when they beat um, – who was it? They played – Coeur d'Alene. No, Kellogg the other oh, night. Kellogg. They beat Kellogg by four. They were without ha most of their starters. I think they had one normal starter in the game. They brought up a host of uh, junior varsity players as well. They got great minutes. They were able to beat a pesky Kellogg team with, you know, three JV kids in the lineup. Um, you know, and they were – I mean, that's a team that, you know, you look at standpoint is, is good. I mean, we know what they were, obviously, defending state champs. But to know that that level of talent resides within that – program is is a promising sign if you're coach love like you know look out sandpoint's a team to be to be reckoned with uh cordelaine i've got it three grangeville i've got it four i talked about the bulldogs that team is 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 deep they're good uh coach barger's one of the best in the business as far as it goes in, in north idaho or in idaho period um we'll see them you know they take on sandpoint i believe tomorrow night that game takes place at the idaho central credit union arena in moscow um, correct so it's a it's a real quick, sorry. It's a doubleheader Sandpoint yeah. and Kellogg boys at five o'clock and then Grangeville Sandpoint girls at seven o'clock. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. going to be a great game. I mean, you look at those, that, that matchup, uh, Grangeville Sandpoint is going to be a nice, nice little treat before your Christmas break. And um, five, I've got Timberlake. That's just a team that continues to win six lap way. Um, they've been able to keep things going consistently. Kendrick at seven, Kamiya at eight. And I've got Troy rounding out at number nine. Yeah, pretty impressive uh, North Idaho 9 there, Ryan. So again, it's Lake City 1, Sandpoint 2, Coeur d'Alene 3, Grangeville 4, Timberlake 5, Lapway 6, Kendrick 7, Kamii 8, Troy 9. These are the North Idaho 9, Ryan's uh, rankings of the top nine teams in girls basketball, regardless of classification. It's an all-encompassing yep. ranking. So, Yeah, I, that was just, that's just up to i didn't count for last night's results so that was up until yesterday afternoon so 
uh, yeah, no, no Tarkanian results uh, included in that. Okay, let's preview what's coming up here. We actually have a holiday tournament that starts today, Ryan. Little little mini two game tournament here for the Lakeside boys and girls. Specifically, we'll talk about the girls first. Uh, it is the Santa Slam holiday tournament hosted by Wellpinit High School in Washington. Uh, yep. The Lakeside girls are going to go over and they're going to play in Chelium. Uh, tonight or this afternoon Inchilium. yes Inchilium. and good thing this isn't a washington Inchilium. thank you ryan uh, they're going to play Inchilium today at three o'clock and then they'll play the hosts from Wellpinit tomorrow at 4 30 what kind of competition is this going to be for the lakeside girls um i mean i look at them and what they you know they got a couple big wins under their belt already and at least in within conference but um i I look at that with Wellpinit typically I don't know what they are this year, but historically they've been fairly decent um as far as basketball goes. So, you know, I think if you come away going two and oh, you had yourself a weekend. If you go one and one and split, um, I don't think it's time to sell the farm yet, but you gotta necessarily regroup after Christmas and come back and kind of tighten things up because I look at them and they could be a team to be reckoned with. I mean, I know we talked about Wallace, but you know, they've already flexed a little bit on some of the other teams in North Idaho. I think they kind of lake lakeside in the girls' side holds the upper hand right now in my mind, um, you know, approaching league play. That's a team that, you know, can make some noise. So we know what they are on the boys' side, obviously, but um, on the girls, they've got players and they can they can flat shoot the ball. Yeah, and, and they already had, you know, a huge matchup uh, last Friday. You know, they went to Wallace and beat the Miners 38-35. Very yeah. close game. Wallace had their chances at the end, but – Man, I can't wait for the rematch. It comes at the very last game of the regular season, January 31st. Um, you figure those two will be fighting tooth and nail um, for that, you know, supremacy from District 1. Lakeside's yep. 4-3. and three. Wallace is 8-3 and three on the season. Yeah. No, I look so. at that, and that's, you know, that all signs kind of point towards that coming up, and that's going to be the, the thing to watch. So, yeah. Definitely. All right, so we'll keep an eye on Lakeside as they play in Chilium? In Chilium. In Chilium. Okay. In Chilium. Yeah. In Chilium. Not in Chilium, but yeah. In Chilium. In Chilium. The In Chilium enchilada. All right. That's a good way I'll remember that now. (laughs) They play well for it uh, as well. Okay. Let's go all the way back to the 5A ranks. Let's check in with Lake City Skags. Uh, They're obviously number one in your North Idaho nine. They're 11 and one on the season. Only losses to Rocky Mountain by a single point, 45-44. They will play uh, in a little mini tournament uh, over in Snohomish, Washington, coming up on the 27th, 28th, and 29th, the Glacier Peak Invitational. They're going to start with Kings uh, Christian School from Washington first. That's a private Christian school. Um, That's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, no, that's historically a really good program. And so, you know, you, you start playing private schools on the west side in Washington, you're you're walking into kind of a, a bear's den. Uh, we saw Coeur d'Alene boys obviously play Bear, Bellman Prep the other night and uh, get a win there, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, Lake City girls going over there on the west side to get some competition. There's some really, really good teams over in the Seattle area, especially on the, the east side of the sound. Um, you start getting into East King County and you're going to get some some quality programs and you know, I, I applaud coach for, for getting the program over there and, and, you know, the athletic director and everybody getting that tournament on the, on the docket. Like that's going to be a nice little test for them uh, necessarily. I mean, you played the who's who of the Boise area schools. So what are you going to do next? Go find your next best competition. I think you get over there and you might be finding better competition than you would find in Vegas. So um, that in my mind, I don't think that's a bad consolation prize necessarily. Yeah. This is going to be a really good measuring stick type of game for Lake City. It'll be the midst of five straight Washington opponents. They've already beaten North Central 62 to 20 and University 81 to 42. And now they're going to Snohomish for this three uh, day Glacier Peak invite again, December 27th through the 29th. Um, Okay, let's talk about the East Idaho holiday shootout, Ryan. You've got Lakeland and Sandpoint both making the trip down to East Idaho. Skyline, Bonneville, Rigby, Idaho Falls all hosting this tournament. All we can tell you are the opening matchups because then there's brackets and uh, it all depends on who wins or loses. But right out of the gates, Lakeland's going to get a challenge with 
Pocatello, the favorite from District 5 this year in 4A hoops. Yeah, we want to know who Lakeland is this year. I think that's a great test round one. I mean, you want to see what they can do in the 4A ranks and if they can make some noise and, you know, but the problem is they're going to have to dethrone the defending state champs in their own conference. So um, if Lakeland's going to make a run at things and try to make uh, some noise in the IEL, they've got to beat teams like Pocatello. They've got to get that confidence train moving and, and, you know, step up their level of performance and, um, you know, if they can beat Pokey, that's a big win for that program moving forward. And I know there's some quality athletes on that team. They can play basketball pretty well. But, um, you know, we talk about the other side of that one, too. But I know that we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that standpoint game because I look at that one. That's going to be a good little test. But Lakeland, you know, they got a test with Pocatello. That's a team on the rise. Um, I know you talked about it with Sean in the your prep cast at East Idaho before this one um, that, you know, it's kind of a prove it game for Pocatello. Uh, to get a win over Lakeland, but I kind of look at that one as you know both programs looking for a big signature win um, on their schedule early on in the year. So uh, if Lakeland gets a win, I, I I really do see them you know being competitive in, in the North. They have been already, and they're I think they're going to continue to do so uh, the rest of this regular season. Yeah, and Pocatello's got size, right? They've got three players that are six feet or taller. So can Lakeland counteract some of that size? Um, remains to be seen, but it's a good measuring stick because Sandpoint's got yep. size too. So, yep. um, Sandpoint also playing, and they will get Madison right away, a 5A program that has, you know, looked pretty good this year. And so, uh, I'm sure Will Love, uh, coach at Sandpoint, says, Yeah, we'll take on all comers. Yeah, uh, anybody, anytime, anywhere, right? And uh, that's, I think, the mantra that they walk into this game with. But, you know, if they're back at full strength, you know, this is a I mean, you look at the lineup now, what they've got in production-wise, one through seven um, out of this lineup. Coach Love's got to be just drooling right now, um, seeing the production that he's been getting from his bench with some of his starters out. I mean, that's this is a team that, that can, you know, make some serious noise. I mean, I know a lot of people are looking right now at Shelly and watching the buzzsaw that's going on down there in you know southeast Idaho with them, but – I'm sorry, but like you wake up this Sandpoint team. I know that, you know, they shouldn't be shocking anybody as the defending state champs, but I kind of feel there's not necessarily enough, um, you know, fanfare with this team. But I mean, Madison's a great team. I think they're a team that's going to be dangerous. Um, you know, you look at athletics wise, you're one of the bigger schools in the state of Idaho as well at the 5A ranks. So you're obviously going to have that numbers game. Um, but this is a great test for, for Coach Love's crew. And, um, to see them kind of, you know, play chess versus checkers of everybody else. And, um, you know, I, I like him as a coaching edge, just going into any game, he's going to be able to scheme, I think, against the best of any of them. But yeah, yeah that Sandpoint team, I, I look at, this is a great, great opportunity for them to get some really, really good quality opponents other than just their normal IEL schedule, which is really good too, by the way. Um, but, you know, finally seeing them get a step out of, out of Kootenai County or Bonner County or even Spokane County for that matter. And, and playing the teams in Washington, like they finally get to see the rest of the state. This would be a good little showcase for them. Yes. So good luck to both Sandpoint and Lakeland traveling to East Idaho for the East Idaho holiday shootout. The three, a girls basketball teams in our area, Bonners Ferry and Timberlake are both competing in the annual Eagle holiday classic. Uh, this is hosted by West Valley high school in Spokane. Um, for Timberlake, the Tigers check in with a seven and two record. Their only losses were by five to Sandpoint and by two to Deer Park, Washington. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they've got some impressive wins on the ledger. They just beat Moscow on Monday night, 49 35. They will play Colfax on Wednesday, December 27th, and then they will play Toppenish on Thursday, December 28th. That Toppenish matchup will be a pretty good one, I think. I think the Colfax matchup could be a pretty good one, too. Colfax historically has got a pretty good uh, athletic program there. If, you know, it's the, the speed trap that is Colfax, Washington, on your way to Pullman coming from Spokane. But, um, you know, Look at that Deer Park team. Like that Deer Park game, not a lot of people know about Washington basketball. That Deer Park team is really good. And so, you know, to have a two-point loss to them, that's that's telling you that Timberlake team, they're pretty complete. I know they're missing some pieces. They can still play high-level basketball. Um, so, you know, don't sleep on Colfax making a game of things. I still think uh, Timberlake will come away with a win in that one late, especially though I think their their bench and their, their length is going to – force the hand a little bit in that game. But yeah, going to that top finish game um, for Timberlake, being able to play that one on day two, 
Um, that's going to be a good matchup for, for Timberlake to kind of see how they go against similar level as far as school size competition. Um, I would equate top miss school size to like the Fruitlands and everybody else in 3A. So um, that's going to be a good little good little matchup for, for Timberlake. And I think they got a nice little draw there in that tournament. Yeah, and uh, on the same time, Bonner's Ferry is 5-3. and three. They started the year 0-3 with a five-point loss to Moscow, a uh, double-digit loss to Sandpoint, and then a, an eight-point loss to that same Deer Park team uh, that Timberlake also lost to. And since then, Bonner's Ferry has snapped off five wins in a row, and none of them have been particularly close. The closest win in that time was over Kellogg, 78-62. That's a 14-point margin of victory, so that's been their closest game, quote-unquote. Bonner's Ferry is going to compete at the Eagle Holiday Classic. They're going to play St. George's, which is a private school in Washington, I believe in Spokane, yep. um, on Wednesday the 27th, and then they will play Newport on Thursday the 28th. I, I think Bonner's goes 2-0 and here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think St. George's, I mean, they're a B school in Washington, but, I mean, they've been historically good. They're a private, you know, Catholic school there in Spokane, but, um, you know, that's I look at that Bonners Ferry team, they're dangerous. So anybody matches up really well with with Timberlake, it's that Bonners Ferry team. And that's gonna be a nice little back and forth there uh coming up after the new year with with those two teams playing one another. Um yeah, that Newport game is a winnable game as well for Bonners Ferry. Um I think they just come in and if they can they they've proven their offense can score at will. Uh if they get buckets to fall and they get a little confidence there, that's a really dangerous team. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think two and zero in that tournament is going to be out of the question at all for them. Yeah, let's uh, swing down to two A Kellogg. They are five and four, one and zero in league play, which is the number that really counts. They beat Priest River in their conference opener, fifty five twenty eight, and they beat uh, on Tuesday, December twelfth. Skags they beat my alma mater, Stevensville High School from Montana. Uh, for some reason, Stevensville said, "Yeah, we'll come to Kellogg and play you, <laughs> and we'll we'll lose by twenty, and thank you for it, fifty three thirty three. Thanks for the game. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, it was a ham sandwich and a bus ride home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was in when I was in high school at Stevensville, Montana, my junior year, we counted up the wins between volleyball, girls basketball, and softball. They won like five games total <laughs> amongst all three sports. It was not good. Yeah. Uh, but Kellogg, uh, they're gonna go over to Rockford to play in the Freeman holiday tournament. Freeman High is hosting this. Uh, they are going to play the Royal JV Ooh, on okay the 27th of and Royal's good, right? They're, Royal's they're really big, good. And they're a yeah. big, big school. So this is going to be, you know, well, a, they're, they're a small school, but they are like, you talk about loaded to the gills with talent and athletes. I mean, I think that they want to just for football reference, it's something like eight out of the last 10 state championships in one, a football in the state of Washington. It's a small community, but all they get is athletes. And so, you know, to play Royal, you know, that's a, that's a good little, little matchup for Kellogg, little Kellogg to, to take on a, a Royal team. Yeah, they're going to play the JV from Royal on Wednesday, December 27th, and then they'll play the hosts from Freeman on Thursday, the 28th. So, uh, And then they have the rest of the year off, and then they get back in the conference play with St. Mary's on Tuesday, January 9th. But should be a good two-game stretch for the Kellogg Wildcats for sure. Uh, let's go 1AD1, uh, the annual Colton Christmas tournament taking place over in Colton. Genesee and Potlatch will be going over to compete Skaggs. Um, Genesee will play the hosts from Colton on December 27th, and then they'll play Garpal Garfield Palouse on December 28th. Before that, though, they've got one final uh, non-conference showdown with Deary on Thursday the 21st. This will be a very telling game for where Genesee stands in the in the thick of things. Well, yeah, and it kind of foretells for next year too, as far as what that league's going to look like with Genesee coming down, but. Um... Yeah, that's going to be a nice little matchup. I think that that stretch of Deary, you know, that's a tough game for them. We're going to see what they were made of because Deary, we know what they can do, um, you know, in the 1AD1 ranks. But um, Colton historically has got good quality programs. Carpal has been another team that's historically been in the mix as well. Um, Potlatch is another team, obviously a league opponent to come down. So how things shake out should be pretty good, uh, pretty telling, I should say, for that Bulldogs program uh, to see where they're at and uh, approaching – you know, district tournament time as we get into the, you know, the month of January and into February, things are going to start really heating up and you're going to have those, you know, that's the one nature of the, the white pine league. Sometimes you get three games in a week. <laughs> and so, you know, you get a, a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday or something like that. So um, there's going to be no rest for the weary. So it'll be a nice little test there for that, that Christmas break. 
Yeah, for sure. Potlatch also going over to the Colton Christmas tournament. They're playing St. Mary's tonight in St. Mary's. They'll play then Garpal on Wednesday, the 27th, and then Asotin on Thursday, the 28th. So that's two gettable games there for Potlatch, I think, uh, there at the Colton Christmas tournament. And then we saved the best for last. Shannon Wilson has been in the chat patiently Dude, waiting for us to I talk about Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon has been patiently waiting for us to talk about the Avista tournament in Lewiston and Clarkston. Um, there's a team from Downey, California. Rocky Mountain is coming up from Boise. Uh, there's Oregon, Richland, you know, yep. uh, and then uh, Lewiston, Moscow, Lapway, all going to be there as well. And, and Clarkston, of course. Yep. Um Shannon, if you're still in the chat, let me know. I've got a question for you about the Avista tournament. Uh, <laughs> so let me know if you're still here watching and and put put up uh, that you're still here. But let, let's look at this bracket on the girls' side. This tournament starts Thursday, the 28th, right out of the gates. Grangeville and Lewiston playing at 9 a.m. I love it right out of the gates. Yeah. No, I mean, you look at this tournament. Like, I mean, hats off to, to Shannon and and the, the tournament directors to get a lineup like this at the tournament. I mean, they, I always say like LCSC is probably one of the unsung great venues in the state of Idaho for basketball. They have brought in some, some juggernauts into this tournament this year. And I look at this, this is probably the best lineup they've ever had um, at the Avista tournament. And I'm, I'm excited to, to be able to go down there and do some games too, but um, it's, it's going to be a great event. And you talk about, yeah, Grangeville Lewiston coming right out of the gate. I mean, it's, then you're going to just, it's off and running. I mean, we're going to, be horse by the end of the weekend but um there's some great games that are gonna be had in lewiston and, and you look at the lineups you got a really good clarkston team as well um there's you know we know what what the bantams were able to kind of bring over wink wink nudge nudge from the, the lapway side of things but um there's i mean you it's a who's who i mean lapway lewiston clarkston yeah you got those teams that are known entities but you bring in rocky mountain they're going to be thrown in the mix we saw them obviously beat uh, Lake City earlier this year, so like that's man, that's a that's a murderous row of a lineup. Yeah, so I should mention Rocky Mountain. Only the boys are coming out. Oh, sorry, girls. no, no, yeah. you're good, you're good. So here's the girls bracket: Grangeville versus Lewiston, 9 a.m. Thursday. Then you've got Pendleton versus Moscow at noon. Pendleton, the the Buckaroos from the Buckaroos, yeah. The game I'm most excited for, I think, is at three o'clock. Lapway is going to play Downey, California. Anytime you can play a Cali team, that's going to be something. And then the nightcap at six o'clock is Clarkston against Richland from the Tri Cities. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be get tough. The Bantams too. taking on the the Bombers. That's going to be a nice little matchup there too. So that's yeah. that's cool. A good Richland program and um, hats. Like I said, hats off to Shannon and the crew setting this event up. It's going to be a great tournament. Yep, for sure. And we are going to try to broadcast uh, some of those games from the Avista tournament. Uh, on idahosports.com that was going to be my question for shannon so um stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned stay tuned for that info uh on the site at idahosports.com uh okay let's talk about boys hoops now skags and again uh we're, we're going into really deep dives here with the basketball because we're going to take next week off for the holidays yep. there's, there's not yeah. going to be any games to talk about we're going to just kind of preview what's coming up in the next two weeks and do a big mega show for everybody. So. And we didn't do a show last week. So right. yeah, I mean, well, you guys did a show, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. So, okay. Let's talk boys basketball. The big story uh, from the holiday tournaments that wrapped up was Lapway going down to the pro image sports holiday classic uh, hosted by Rocky mountain, the small school edition Lapway gets all the way to the championship skags where an old familiar face awaits the Baker Bulldogs from Baker city, Oregon. They met last year at the, the treasure Valley community college classic yep. and Lapway famously, you know, beat them on a last second shot to, to win by two. Um, but Lapway goes down, they get to the championship against Baker. They fall by five 57, 52, but what a tournament for the Wildcats along the way. They beat two a Ambrose 71, 58. They beat Royal. We talked about what a juggernaut they are from Washington. They blew them out 79 to 46. And then they yeah. fall to a very good Baker squad by five in the championship. Yeah. And we talked about, you know, Flapway's got any, um, you know, 
I don't want to say pitfalls. There's not really many with that program, but it's the bench. And if you, you know, play three games in three days, that's kind of state tournament-esque time. But uh, early in the year, it's, you know, if your legs can stay under you. And just really the shots didn't fall. They had their opportunities uh, late in that game to to come back and, and you know, come away with a victory. But hats off, obviously, that Baker team's tough. That's a really, really tough, really good, really good team, um, you know, that, that beat the, the Wildcats down there. But you talk about – you know what what Lapway is able to do they're going to regroup and they're going to come back you know guns blaze and I really see from the later part of this year there's a lot to learn and a loss and I don't really you know now they got the monkey off the back as far as um you know getting that loss I don't think that there's the pressure necessarily on the team it's kind of just go play free coach Eastman loves just letting his guys loose he does a great job with that you know you got Case Wynott who's averaging a triple double or a near triple double a game I mean he's you know flirting with quadruple doubles some nights so um, you know, and then you got year out and the other guys on that, you know, that lineup, that's a, that's a lapway team that can make a whole lot of noise. And as they approach the Avista tournament too, like there's going to be some great games ahead of them. And, um, you know, that's, that's a team I'm not worried with lapway at all. I think they're going to be right in the mix for a state championship again this year. Yeah. They're going to be right in the mix. No doubt about it. Um, the other team that came down to compete from Idaho at the pro image, uh, sports holiday classic was Cameo. And, and mm-hmm. Kamii went down and, and took their lumps a little bit. They fell to to two A Melba fifty three forty four. They fell to two A West Side sixty eight thirty seven. But then they rebound and beat a three A team Homedale in their final game thirty nine twenty eight. They yeah. played really good competition. Coach Aaron Skinner's team is going to be better because of this. Yeah, they played. I mean, they're obviously the the North Idaho Nine. We'll talk about in a minute, but it's that's a team I'm not worried about. Like you, you go play the who's who of two a basketball in the state of Idaho, a couple of teams that are going to be threatening for a state championship, you know, at the next classification up that, that cameo team is going to be just fine. They've got dudes in the lineup. They're still kind of regrouping from football. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's holiday basketball right before Christmas break. Um, but they're, they're testing themselves and getting that winning. It's, you know, winning ugly in a game against Homedale. That's a big win for that program. And, and what that, you know, coach can do with that group. I still think they can make a whole lot of noise again and make another nice run. Yeah, and otherwise their losses this year, they lost a one by Kendrick in the season opener, fifty to forty nine. We know how good mm-hmm. Kendrick is. They lost to Logos last Tuesday. They played this game at ICCU Arena uh, yeah. on the campus of the University of Idaho. They lost by five to Logos, fifty to forty five. That was a big result. So really, you know, we like Lapway to move to state. Who's going to join them? It's going to come down to Logos and Kamii. And potlatch with potlatch. Jack, yeah. Jackson Vowels is on an all-time heater right now. That oh, yeah. can, cannot miss. And so um, potlatch is 4-0 in the conference, 6-0 overall. This game coming up after the post-holiday break, Kamii hosting potlatch on January 5th. I've got that circled on my calendar. That, that's a that's a must-see game. Um, you know, you don't want to talk about must-wins, but... Every every win and loss, you know, during the regular season, it, it leads towards that that ever so coveted district seeding. That district tournament's an absolute meat grinder, and it's going to be no different this year. You look at the depth within the, the the White Pine League this year. I mean, it's as deep as it's been in, in I think the last few years, or historically, probably the last ten. Um, but with Potlatch in the mix, Logos in the mix, Kamii in the mix, Flapways there. I mean, you look at Prairie's, you know, one of those teams that can sneak up on somebody. You know, there's a that conference is brutal. And so, you know, whoever's going to come out of there is battle tested. They're going to be, you know, bruised and battered. But, you know, I think they're going to be no worse for the wear as far as getting the state tournament. They're actually, you never know, your first round game may be easier than your semifinal in your district tournament. So, yeah. Yeah, look at this gauntlet coming up out of the holiday break for Kamii, and they they don't have any more games. With they need the time because yeah. they're going to play. They they will play uh, coming up here. Uh, they'll host Potlatch, and then they're at Lapway, and then they're at Troy, and then they're at Clearwater Valley in the annual you know rivalry game there, and then they host Logos. I mean, that is yeah. a gauntlet of a stretch to come out of yeah. the break with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just they're going to trade blows with everybody else and whoever's standing. It's like a, a standing eight count at the end of the year. They're just going to be kind of <laughs> wobbling, wo- woozy. And uh, yeah, that conference. But you talked about Jackson Vowles and Potlatch. I mean, you look at you talk about heaters. That guy's drawing bullets right now playing blackjack. He's just getting ace after ace showing up on the table and hopefully flipping the, the face card. That Paul Etch team is deadly right now. 
Um, and so, you know, you walk in, is that a team that can surprise Lapway in the, in the, in the conference play? That's a team, you know, athlete on athlete that can, I think, match up pretty well. We talked about last year with Lakeside and Lapway, um, and how they matched up in their early season, you know, affair. I look at Paul Latch and Lapway, that's going to be a game to circle. That's going to be a really, really, really good test, uh, for that logger team. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun matchup uh, when we get to it for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about the one holiday tournament that is currently happening, the Tarkanian Classic down in Las Vegas. Both the Coeur d'Alene and the Lake City boys are down there competing at this Skaggs. Um, let's start on the Coeur d'Alene side of things. They, uh, before they went down to the Tarkanian Classic, they hosted Bellarmine Prep, which is a really good team. They won <laughs> that game 64-53 to to kind of set the tone for this trip down to Vegas. Yeah, no, Bellarmine Prep is a team that historically, you know, everybody kind of knows the the workings of how private schools can be in, in, in states, and you don't want to throw darts saying that teams recruit, but let's call it for what it is. That's a team that can recruit. Um, and they get an 11-point win over a really good, historically a really good program uh, out of Tacoma. Like, that's a that's a big win for that Viking team. Um, and then it's going to – I really look at that. It's kind of like one of those statement wins that can really set the course for the remainder of your year. Um, that's that's a game that you like to have in a, in a, in a really tough team. Lake, Lake City, obviously, they played a tough um, North Central team and took a loss in that one. Um, that's a team that's coached by – you may have heard this name before, Robert Sacre, the uh, former Gonzaga Bulldog, uh, is the coach of that North Central team, and they've got some dudes in their lineup. We saw them last year. Um, play it at North Idaho College in a game uh, before that that really nice matchup between Lake City and, and Owyhee last year. But um, yeah, that's a that's a, a team that you know Lake City. You look at. I'm not I'm not thinking the sky's falling yet because you're so young. Um, but Coeur d'Alene's a team that you know with the depth that they've got, Logan Orchard and the guys around him, uh, Caden Simmons, and just there's there's great guard play. They're very unselfish. They distribute extremely well. That's a team that's going to be built for a really nice deep run. Yeah, so both of these teams dropped their openers at the Tarkanian Classic. Coeur d'Alene fell to Riverside Pauly from California, 58-50. to Lake City fell in their Tarkanian opener against Leighton Christian, which is a powerhouse from Utah, uh, mm-hmm. 72-43. to And then both teams lost, or excuse me, a Coeur d'Alene won yesterday over Sierra Vista, Nevada, 65 to 60. Lake City fell to San Gabriel Academy from California by only three, 66 63. They're competing in separate brackets. So today now, Coeur d'Alene at one and one will take on St. Paul from California at six o'clock tonight. And then for Lake City, they're 0 and 2 in the tournament. They will play Prestonwood Christian from Texas at 1 30 this afternoon. So I think both games that I mean as a program goes, you, you you're playing unknowns. I mean, really, it's like you don't get a scout, you don't get a really prep for these games. So it's like, all right, what's our offensive set do against whatever they show us on defense and then adjust on the fly? And you know, really I think a nice chance for these teams to just play free. Um, you know, what what can we do with the ball in space and see how we can do and you know, adjusting on the fly. And I look at Coeur d'Alene, obviously with the, the upperclassmen leadership that they've got in that team. And that's an opportunity. If they can get a big win today, that'd be huge for that program moving forward. And, um, you know, Lake City, you know, coming off that run last year that they had them with a lot of unknown pieces. Um, you know, I think they're, they've been pleasantly surprised early on. And, you know, they beat a really good Bonners Ferry team. Um, so that's, you know, that Lake City team is, is moving forward. And I think they're going to make some strides as the year goes on too. Definitely. And then, you know, if the Tarkanian Classic wasn't rigorous enough, both Lake City and Coeur d'Alene have signed up for a holiday tournament post-Christmas as well, the Central Valley Holiday Tournament. They're going to go over to Spokane, um, and it's a little 14 tournament with Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, Central Valley, and Mead. So uh, Wednesday, the 27th, basically, Coeur d'Alene's going to play Central Valley. Lake City's going to play Mead. Then they're going to swap partners on Thursday, the 28th. This should be good competition. Yep. Uh, Mead especially, I think, will be tough. Yeah, I mean, you look at in, in 3A basketball over in Spokane, like that's you know one of the programs that you've kind of put on the top of the heap right now. I mean, we've seen Post Falls obviously beat Ridgeline already. So um, that tells you – it's going to show you what the IEL is made of as far as, you know, you don't get to have a lot of talent depth inside of leagues. So when you get to step over with those GSL teams from Spokane, it certainly deepens the pool a little bit for competition 
uh, regionally, you'll see these kids play each other all the time in AAU. So I'm, uh, these kids are more than familiar with one another. It's just obviously you're you're separated by that state line that happens, you know, like nine miles away. But um, yeah, good test for both those teams. Yep, for sure. So, and then, uh, you know, more post-holiday Christmas tournaments we'll get to here in just a moment, Skaggs. But first, we've got to unveil your North Idaho 9 for boys basketball. Again, these are the top nine teams, regardless of classification. We'll have them scroll across the bottom line like the ESPN ticker. But for those that are listening, audio only, kind of talk us through your selections here for the North Idaho 9 boys basketball selections. Pre-Tarkanian, right? So number one, Coeur d'Alene. I just that Vikings team's good. Two, Lakeside. They are who we thought they were. They are they're a legit team. I mean, as far as a group goes, that's a team affair. Um, you know that that they the Knights are good. Uh, Lapway at three. Uh, we obviously talk about them. We'll know more about them obviously when we see them um, in person. We'll get you know eyeballs on them. But I know obviously you got Case. Why not? So what else do you need to really talk about? Uh, Kendrick. Coach Silflow's team, man. I'm telling you, these Tigers, they could repeat this year. Uh, there is a whole lot of talent in that program. They are good. They've got a couple of really good wins under their belt already, including that win over Kamei that we talked about. Um, Post falls at five. I like the Trojans are a little little sneaky team out there right now. Um, and not a lot of people talk about them. We were high on them last year, like in in losses. I look at them like, man, don't don't sleep on this team. They've got athletes aplenty. They play scrappy defense. They get good guard play from McCarthy. Like these, this team could be for real. And they've shown it this year, like Asher Bowie and, um, you know, the cast of shields and everybody else around them. That team is that they're good. Like they're going to be a nice fun team to watch as the year goes on Lake city at six Bonners ferry at seven, which kind of seems like a weird place for a former state runner up team to land. But that's just the landscape of, of North Idaho basketball right now. Potlatch landing at eighth and then Lakeland on the back end at number nine, um, like, but we've got, you know, things can change quickly with uh, teams like Kamei, Logos. There's other teams out there sneaking, you know, kind of waiting to poach their spot in the uh, power rankings. Yep. That's a good North Idaho nine. Uh, again, it's Lake City, or excuse me, a quarter lane one, almost misspoke there. Uh, Lakeside two, Lapway three, Kedrick four, Post Falls five, Lake City six, Bonners Ferry seven, Potlatch eight and Lakeland number nine. Let's let's start with Lakeside Skags because they we talked about on the girls' side, they're going over to Wellpinit for this Santa Slam holiday tournament. Same thing on the boys' side, they're gonna play in Inchilium. Inchilium? Yes. There you go. Inchilium. <laughs> you had it right the first time. Okay. Yeah. Inch- they're gonna play Inchilium uh today, Wednesday the 20th at 4 30. Then they're gonna play the hosts from Wellpinit tomorrow on the 21st. What kind of competition is this gonna be for a Lakeside team that I mean they're defending their title. They're four and zero, man. Um, honestly, like these could be two blowouts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just look at Lakeside and what they're able to do. That lineup, side John, and everybody else, and that that that's uh, Hendricks. I mean, you start throwing around what they're able to do. I don't know if you've seen some of the highlights that have shown up in the news with these guys, and that it's just a fun team to watch. They're dunking, they're you know playing loose and free, but they play very very stingy defense as well. Um, I really like this Lakeside team again. I, I, we talked about Vander Brown. We knew how good he was last year when, you know, was the kind of straw that stirred the drink necessarily with that group, you know, to win a state championship. This is a more complete team this year. And in my mind, they've added some good pieces. Spotted horse coming in has been a great contributor in this lineup as well. Um, that, yeah, you know, Charlie that's in there as well. This, this, this group is, is good. They got better. And that's, you know, coach two teeth has done such a great job with this program. Um, that I look at them and that's, you know, it could repeat. And that's, you know, saying a lot when you got Lapway lurking right there too. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see a rematch of Lapway Lakeside in a state championship. Yeah, that would be really exciting and really fun um, for Lakeside. We'll see how they do over here at the Santa Slam in Wellpinit. Um, now let's move just kind of by classification. Uh, Sandpoint, I feel like always schedules a good trip and a good, interesting non-conference tournament. Last year, they went to Hawaii. Remember, they they played on a tournament out of they Hawaii. Cabo this year, or what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're still they're staying sa- stateside this oh, year. Okay, the competition will be significantly difficult, though. They're going to go to Vancouver, Washington, to compete in the Fort Vancouver Holiday Invitational. They will start with Juanita High from Washington, and from there, it just depends on whether they win yep. or lose. Yeah, Juanita, you know, playing a team from 
you know, I think Pierce County, if I'm not mistaken, their Tacoma school. That's a that's gonna be a that's a test. I mean, for for standpoint to step in against some of Western Washington's best, that that's a that's a good job by coach to get some good competition. But man, I hope they they come out of it healthy. And you know, there's there could be an opportunity to get a couple of good good games there. But uh, you're stepping toe to toe with some some pretty good teams over there. <laughs> Once you go into the Vancouver area. Yeah, Sandpoint's three and four on the season. They've played a rigorous schedule, but really this conference, I mean, I have no idea. You you nope. look at the other two teams, Lakeland and Moscow, they just played last Friday to double overtime and Lake yep. Lakeland won 85-82. This to me is is a wide open affair between all three teams. Yeah, no, I, it's it's a pick 'em. I think right now Lakeland's got a little bit of the upper hand uh in conference, but Moscow's certainly one of those teams. It wouldn't surprise me to see them all split on the regular season schedule, they're yes. all just one and one against each other. <laughs> like you go into district tournament and you're just kind of like shrugging, like you end up with who you end up with. Um, but yeah, no, I look at the four, a, the four, IEL is just, it is an absolute crapshoot. I don't think that there is any other better way to describe it than you have no idea. Like, it's like, wait and see, you'll know when you know. <laughs> and yes. Uh, but like I think Lakeland right now kind of holds the upper hand a little bit, obviously at the win over Moscow. But just uh, you know, you look at the roster. I think that there's some good pieces there within that lineup as well that can make some competitive wins uh, for Lakeland. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake up. I, I know I keep repeating myself, but yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, okay, the three A teams from the North Bonners Ferry and Timberlake, like the girls, are going to compete in the Eagle Holiday Classic hosted by West Valley High School in Spokane. Uh, Timberlake, let's start with them. Timberlake's three and six, you know, they're, they're trying to find their footing a little bit. Um, they've taken it on the chin against Sandpoint Lake city. Uh, you know what? They already lost to West Valley, the host school of this event, 89, 31. Um, they play Genesis prep on Thursday, the 21st. Um, and then they get ready for this Eagle holiday classic. They're going to play Rogers on Wednesday, the 27th, and then they're going to play Pullman, on Oof. Friday, the 29th. Pullman's going to be tough. Rogers, I Rogers think. Rogers is going to be tough, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a good draw for Timberlake. Not a good draw for the Tigers. Uh, Pullman, you know, they won on a buzzer beater over Lewiston, um, which I don't know if we, we didn't talk about that two weeks ago. That was a crazy back and forth game between the Bengals and the, and the Greyhounds. But uh, this is an Idaho prep cast. But uh, Pullman, that's not a, that's not a good matchup. You got they got a guy named by the, by the name of Champ Pawaki on that team that is an absolute dude um, for the Greyhounds, and that's going to be an absolute matchup nightmare for for Timberlake in that game. And and Rogers has great athletes as well. I mean, they just had one of their players sign for football with the University of Idaho. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's a team you're going to walk into kind of a hornet's nest with those two games for Timberlake. Now, Bonner's Ferry also gets Pullman on Thursday, the 28th, and they will play the hosts from West Valley on the 27th. I'm really intrigued to see how Bonner's Ferry does. There are only two losses this year. The Badgers, last year's 3A runner-up, is 6-2. and two. They have lost to Coeur d'Alene in their season opener by 12, and then they lost to Lake City, another 5A school, by 4, 74-70. Yeah. to 70. You know, I... I that Pullman game is going to be interesting. That's going to be an interesting game. I think complete team Pullman, I think in my mind has a little bit more of the athletic edge, but I mean, coach Brantner, I know really well, that's still the coach there. Um, that's a good program. Historically, they've been really good. That's a strong team. That, that conference is tough. The GSL 2A in basketball and coach, if, if Shannon Wilson's still in here, obviously the athletic director at Clarkson, he will attest to how tough that league is. Um, that's a that's a really tough matchup for Bonner's Ferry at three, you know in the first round. Then you get West Valley. That's another tough game. So that uh, that's a tough draw. We'll know what the Badgers are made of coming out of those two games. I think that's a really really good lesson. Uh, if you're going to look for some really good similar size competition for Bonner's Ferry, those are two really good games to have on your schedule as you approach you know the latter part of this year because you're not going to really get it with only a two game league schedule. Um, so you're going to be playing a lot of mix of the four A and the the two A's that are left. Um, so you know it's kind of a test before, like to say, like, hey, here's a we if we make it to state, this is where we know we're at. These are two games that you'll you'd kind of see state level competition with. And then it builds to the first game coming out of the break on January sixth at Lakeside. Yep. How about that matchup? That, that's going to be fun. That will be a fun. I mean, you're, it's a classification like you're you're skipping obviously the two A game, but that. 
Kudos to both those those teams for making this game happen. That is a fun, fun matchup that, uh, yeah, I think give the fans what they want there. That's going to be a fun one. I love it. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Let's go 2A now. Uh, we talked about Freeman is hosting a little tournament, boys and girls, uh, in Rockland, the Free- or Rockford, uh, the Freeman Holiday Tournament. Kellogg and Logos are both going over to compete from Idaho on the first day, Wednesday, the 27th. Kellogg is going to play Shadle Park from Spokane. And then Logos in their opener is going to play the host from Freeman. What do you think about these matchups? Just the day one matchups here. Let's start with Shadle Park for, for Kellogg. Shadle Park. I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup. That's another GSL two way school. Um, that's, you know, that's going to be a really tough one for the, for the Wildcats and, um, those Spokane teams have been on the upswing. We talked about North Central kind of being the doormat a little bit years past. And now they're good. Um, that that conference, there's no nights off there, night in, night out. Shannon Wilson, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're still hanging out. But uh, I think that's a tough matchup for for Kellogg. This, the, the Highlanders are a good program. Um, and then you look at the Logos drawing the Scotties. Like that's another 1A team that, you know, historically – Freeman's got good athletes in their programs and they've been able to be competitive. Um, so if we're going to know what Logos is made of, they they're going to have a nice little test. there playing the, the Freeman Scotties. And um, that's a, you know, one, a school in Washington, but a school with over 450 kids. So, I mean, that's like the equivalent of playing a three, a Idaho school. Um, so that's a, a good test there for, for Logos and that, that group of guys and the fighting Garrison Hardys. And <laughs> so, well, I, I like the Knights. So I really think, I mean, we've been seeing them obviously in football stepping up but this year, but um, that's a, a scrappy group of kids that just play hard. And uh, yeah, a, a nice little, nice little schedule bump uh, for the Knights. Yeah. And then looking at the, the second matchup on Thursday, the 28th, after they each had their opener, Kellogg and Logos are going to play each other, Skaggs. I'm I mean, really can, intrigued by that. Yeah, I think that, and you had to go to Washington to play two Idaho teams. It's like playing in, in Nevada to get two Idaho teams. But yeah, um, I mean, we could have we made that happen probably by making a phone call and saving a trip and a bus trip. But um, <laughs> yeah, it could, I think it's a good. that's a good matchup. That really is. I, I look at that and that's like, that matchup makes sense. I think that uh, you're going to get a competitive game there. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Logos win that game, to be honest with you. The athletes that they've got there and and being able to, to post up and, and get good guard play, um, that's going to be a good little good little matchup for for Logos against Kellogg in that in that second game. Definitely. And then one A D one and one A D two, Deary and Genesee both going to going over to Colton for the Colton Christmas tournament. Uh, on Wednesday, the 27th, Deary will play Colton, the hosts, while Genesee will play Garpal, and then they'll swap partners um, and play the other uh, side. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Deary competes here against uh, Garpal and Colton. Yeah, I think that's, you're going to learn more about Deary than you would Genesee in my mind out of those two games. But, um, you know, just getting any game on the schedule around Christmas break, I think is, is difficult enough to try to ma- make those matchups happen. So good job um, getting games on the schedule, but yeah. Uh, and then obviously we've talked about the Avista tournament too, but um, there's, there's a whole lot of, lot of good scheduling going on in North Idaho district one and two. Yeah. Genesee is Owen seven currently, including two losses to Deary. So that's kind of why I'm focused more on Deary coming yeah. into this Colton Christmas tournament. And then, yes, you mentioned it's gags, the Avista holiday tournament. Again, Shannon long, long ago posted this in the chat. Avista team from Downey, California, Rocky mountain coming up from, from the Boise Meridian area, um, Oregon, the Buckaroos yeah. from Pendleton, yeah. Richland, and then uh, Clarkston, Lewiston, Moscow, Lapway, the four local teams there. Let's take a look at this boys bracket and break it down because right away out of the gates, first game, 1030 a.m., Lewiston versus Kendrick. <laughs> How about that, it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Coach Silfo is going to be sitting here like chuckling at Christmas came early that he gets his boys a, a 5A, you know, those 5A, 1A, D2 matchups. <laughs> you don't get any bigger spread than that. But I look at this, this Tigers, these guys are going to be jacked for this game. And I know that I'm excited talking about it, but 
you talk about a great little matchup to see like what's Kendrick made of? How could they go toe to toe with the who's who or, you know, the bigger schools in the state, you get the little pesky neighbor, you know, tucked 18 miles up the road from Lewiston, you know, come through Gibbs Eddy and up the river that way. And yeah, that's going to be a fun little, a fun matchup, like 10 30 game. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Kendrick and Lewiston that is followed by Moscow against Pendleton. Same matchup is on the girls side. Uh, and then again, game I'm really interested in four 30 Lapway is going to play Downey, California. Uh, that that'll be interesting. And then the nightcap is Clarkston versus Rocky mountain. Rocky mountain is coached by former Lapway standout ivory Williams. That's the connection yep. there. Um, but yeah, this, this Lapway Downey matchup is going to be interesting too. Yeah, a team we obviously know nothing about other than like they bring in, you know, quality quality athletes and that's going to be a good matchup for for Lapway and coach Eastman's going to I know playing in the the uh P1FCU activity center there at LCSC like that's he's going to just kind of like take the chain off the dogs and let them go. Uh don't be surprised if you see, you know, Case throwing up, you know, 45 plus in a game in this tournament. I think that, you know, you get a have a little loose basketball and you're kind of playing games that I don't want to say don't mean anything. It's games that you just want to say like, Hey, just be athletes and go play and um, have fun with your teammates. And it's, it's a great little showcase. Absolutely. And then that Rocky Clarkson game, I know that we're not talking about Southern, you know, I, the SIC stuff, but that's going to be a nice little matchup too. Clarkson's got some good ball players on their team and they're a very well coached team as well. Yeah, that's if you, if you look at if Lapway gets a win and Clarkson gets a win, that's an intriguing matchup there that you can get if the Bantams are going to be taking on the Wildcats. That's a fun game. Yeah, I think it is selfishly, I would love to see you know Lapway play. Obviously, they're going to play Downey right away. Play Rocky would be cool. <laughs> Rock Rocky would be great for the storyline, right? Five A yeah. versus one A, and then you know also former player now coaching yeah. the, the opposition. Um, I'd be okay with them playing Clarkston also. I think that would be a great matchup. And then, you know, I kind of want to see Kendrick and Lapway meet up at some point, whether that's on the backside of the bracket in the championship or Lewiston, you know, another 5A would be cool also. But either way, for Lapway, this is kind of their last chance to get, you know, because if we're being honest, they're going to get in a white pine play and kind of have their run of the the joint. Um, So this will be kind of the last chance for them to to really – you know, prove their metal. Absolutely. And, you know, you look at this Kendrick team. I mean, you could see a Cinderella run, like realistically out of that Tigers group. There is some talent there. You got, I mean, Nathan, Nathan Twight can play with anybody. I mean, he's got a big frame on him. He's going to be a kid that, you know, he can stretch the floor as a wing guy, but he can shoot too. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you saw, there was a big clip of him on, on Twitter with him throwing down a monster dunk in one of the games too. So, yeah, I mean, the that Kendrick team could be, pesky they can make things interesting if they could shock the Bengals in game one uh, they got a realistic shot at getting a win in game two too i mean that's a team i think that they could give moscow absolute fits or whoever they end up playing but yeah that's a that's a that's a team keep an eye on dark horse in that tournament's kendrick absolutely A lot of good holiday hoops on the table, both girls and boys. And of course, you can stay tuned to IdahoSports.com for all the latest updates on scores and schedules. All right. We went super long today, Skags, but it's all right because we're taking next week off. That's right. And we'll be back to start the new year, 2024. So big thanks to everybody who tuned in live today on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Um, If you can hit that like button and share it one more time before you dip out, that'll help everybody else find it. A little easier as they tried to watch the replay. But uh, for Cousin Eddie, Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024 for the North Idaho Prep Cast on IdahoSports.com.